It's the Woolly Mammoth Revival, episode 15, with me, Simon Hoban, from BBC Radio and Mike Ward, the Daily Star's TV critic. It's the podcast where we talk about things that we deem to be not quite right. And Mike, what have you seen this week? Well, the traffic warden thing. Did you see this video um, that somebody put, I think initially on Facebook, but it's gone on to national newspaper websites as well. Um, Traffic warden uh, who put a ticket on a car of a bloke who insisted he was in a legitimate bay and blood blood, blood, and all that sort of stuff. And he then was so irate that he got out his phone and actually the whole confrontation that he had with this woman was... He filmed it and he just walked around as she was sort of putting writing the ticket and doing the thing that they do, uh, just getting more and more aggressive towards her and putting it on 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 the phone and then sort of obviously sharing this with the world. Yeah, you know, to so as he filmed, he got more aggressive. He did, yeah. He started swearing. Yeah, and he, you know, and she was sort of she. she um, it was tweeted uh, or, or sort of put out there as. Um, uh, Watch this video mm. of the traffic warden slapping uh, this bloke, and I thought, well, I don't actually see them slapping. She just pushed the phone away that he kept putting in her face. Yeah. The reason I thought it's not quite right is that I have, as we talk about almost every week, colossal, ridiculous authority issues. Mm-hmm. I I react terribly to you know people stewards, telling you what to do. People telling me what to do, especially people who I actually think. Your, you know, the jobs worth thing, the, the the small people, but with a bit of power thing, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I know that's horrific of me, but I do have that issue, and I always have had that issue. So I sort of my gut reaction is to loathe traffic wardens, especially especially the um, the ones who show no sort of common sense or flexibility or mm. um, whatever. But I was watching this thing and thinking. Ah, oh, no. I'm finding myself really sympathising with the traffic warden. <laughs> the decision was, I think the guy had a, a valid argument by the look of it. Yeah. But I hate this idea now that we all whip out our phones. If, we, exactly. if we're in some, whip out our phones and you're going to humiliate that person. You're going to put it up online. Yeah. Because, however, being a job's worth is not a crime. No. Being grumpy you know, stickler, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and just unreasonable in a situation like that. However obnoxious you might think that woman was being in, in putting that ticket on that car, however wrong, she wasn't breaking the law. She wasn't doing something illegal or morally unacceptable, whatever. And yet by shoving that phone in his in her face and walking around and, you know, and you're kind of bullying and intimidating totally. her. I mean, to be to be po-faced about it, he's the one who's committed the wrong, isn't it? He's well, I'm parked hoping somewhere most he shouldn't have been. think so. that. I'm hoping. Well, I don't just mean by the filming. I mean he's the one who's parked in the wrong place, so she is just doing her job, as they say. And you know, technically, he genuinely didn't look as if he had parked in the wrong place. It was one of those places where they've obviously marked. You meant to park in a certain bay, and he parked in somewhere which had white lines all around it. The lines were sort of faded, so she was obviously sort of saying it's not a bay anymore. It might have been once, but it's not, so you're not allowed to park there. And he was saying, well, it's got white lines around it. Right, right. It it was a technicality, and that was kind kind of boring. But we've seen things this like this before. I saw something on, I think it was on. Facebook or whatever, some months ago about some guy getting into a row with a bloke at a railway, you know, you know, railway official at a station, you know, ticket yeah. collecting guy, and you know, whatever the rights and wrongs of the uh, the row that they were involved in, I just think the idea now that you can really, you could really make somebody's life hell mm-hmm. for just doing something that you don't particularly that makes you a bit annoyed, mm. and the, the disproportionate response that you actually i'm going to stick this phone in your face and that's going to be uploaded and you know the whole world can see you doing what you're doing that i have you know i take exception to yeah and i just think that is so that's almost sick 
And I don't know what the, the backlash was like, or was there a backlash? I'm not and sure, because I only because saw be... yesterday. I only right. saw yesterday evening. Because I, I think that's the kind of thing that he's taken a chance there, because even though Twitter is, you know, want to kind of hate authority in its own way, I reckon there'd be a, quite a few in support of the traffic warden there, like yourself. I would think so. I would love to think so. And, you know, and that's why it's not quite right, because that sort of goes against everything <laughs> yeah. I instinctively feel. But I just think... Yeah. Um, you know, however much you may have an issue with that, to do, to do that and, mm. to, to, you know, to, to you know that person, that will be there forever. Now. Yeah, and it's an invasion of privacy, isn't it? Yes. And she said, and he said, oh, I've got a right to film in a public place. And I think, well, it's not just filming in a public place. You're filming in a person's face. Yeah, more, know, like, more to the yeah, point. Yeah. Anyway, so Good. That, was, that was that. And, um, yeah, so for, for once in my life, I actually find myself quite disconcertingly sympathising with the, with the traffic. Well, well interestingly, mine is, is of a similar bent in a sort of coming round to the opposite way that I used to think yeah. sort of thing, in that people don't like hipsters, right? And you hear a lot of criticism about hipsters. Yeah, you mean that the guys, the, the people, beard, not, not the underwear. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the close-fitting underwear. Yeah. But I was in one, one of what you might describe as a hipster cafe the other well, day. Well, uh, of course you were. I mean, it was, you know. Yeah. There were beards, there was arcade fire playing in, on, on the speakers. <laughs> is, that there were, hip, is that a hipster band? Uh, I think so. Uh, would they go come, come on to the hipsters? Because I nearly bought their new album. Oh, for, I like that song they've got out right now with yeah. the piano chimey thing. Um, but there were kind of, you know, scattered, scattered cushions and it had that rustic of fairy look. I just thought, this is actually quite nice. Yes. There were people with laptops. And I thought, this is better than what we used to have before, which was bad cafes with silver foil ashtrays yeah. and, uh, you know, bad tablecloth style covers. And I thought, actually, this is quite good. And it's kind of, well, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. thing when we criticise hipsters because they generally are nice-ish people. They're quite... You know, laid back, aren't they necessarily? Yes, by the very. So. so, in fact, in attitude. a way, you're, you're, you're. Both of us are having to have a rethink about our yeah. uh, entrenched attitudes well, towards well, certain aspects of society. I know, and I sort, of, I sort of thought I've gone along with this hating hipster thing just yeah. because it's the thing to do. Is and it the beard though? Does the beard sort of have it? Um, yeah, I mean that is a bit tryhard, isn't it? The big, the big beard. The thing. big long beard thing. Yeah, they were. They weren't too long. The beards in this place actually. Yeah. Maybe that's why I was a bit calmer about it. <laughs> I saw sort of think that maybe the beard, I've never had a beard in my life no I've, you know I've gone several days without shaving but I've never had what you would technically call a beard right um I think my problem with it and it's it is not it's, it's occasional mild irritation nothing more um not with my skin I mean with hipsters <laughs> is just that kind of I'm not a big fan of people just doing something because everybody else does it because yeah. you know 10 years ago or whatever if you looked at somebody with some with one of those sort of really hipsterish beards, you thought you look like a total twonk. What the <laughs> hell are you? <laughs> That's the swearing, please. <laughs> yes, sorry. Hang on, twonk. No twonk. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Oh yeah, okay, twat then. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, bye. So sorry, gone. It's good. They're pretty quick these days, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Very good. That's um, our listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Life. And which was he asking you to deposit in his account this week? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep making that Nigerian prince joke. Yeah, until keep you doing actually that. laugh. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought, yeah, but you're right in what you say. It's the it's the endless following of fashion. But if that fashion happens behavior. to be, yeah, but if that sheep-like behaviour results in a nicer atmosphere and, yes. and people, yes. Have you been back? <laughs> Did you just go once and that? Was uh, no, it, I've or... been a few times now. Oh, you have. And it's really nice. And yes, it's a bit rustic and hipstery and a bit self-conscious, but. It's just nicer than... No, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a bit like, I think, back to going out in the 80s and 90s. Yes. And, you know, it was quite... Uh, nightclubs. Nightclubs yeah. in the 90s were horrible, right? In yeah. the 80s and 90s. You know, they were full of 
blokes yeah. in white shirts looking yeah. to beat you up if you looked a bit different. Yeah. Things are different now. And we wouldn't want to go back to that. And that's better. No, I think that is general. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. And I think hipsters are kind of on that continuum somewhere. Yeah. In fact, I went to, Julie and I went out to eat at a place, um, sort of tapasy place yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And the guy who's, um, I guess, in a, in a more sophisticated establishment would probably be called the maître d'. Mm-hmm. He, he he looked like a hipster version of David Walliams. <laughs> and David Walliams being very camp. Right. He had the he had not only the hipster beard, but he'd obviously got some of that moustache wax and he just at the ends of his moustache. Oh, turn them up. Giving a little bit of a twirly thing Ooh. going on. And he he was he, he sort of I thought you're either very camp, which is is fine, but or you're deliberately trying to act like a camp person. You know, it's sort of <laughs> yeah. quite an exaggerated thing. Yeah. But it was, I just thought, actually, this is really good fun. He was, yeah. he was a really funny guy and just totally engaging. And he's one of these people that actually think, well, I'll go back to that place, not just because the food was great, but because they make you feel like you're having an enjoyable evening. Yeah, that's so, good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. So, so um, yeah. we're all for traffic wardens with beards this I, week. Indeed. i tell you what I'm not in favour of, though, and that's people who Skype oh. with their bookcases in the background. So, okay. that, so that they appear clever. Have you noticed this? You'll rarely on news, see. On, this is on news things. It can be it? on news night, yeah, yeah, any news thing, where there's especially an academic. They'll yeah. always Skype in their library with lots of books and, you know, the really yes. high-flown books. And you, know, you won't see it. You won't see a populist novel on there. <laughs> and it just annoys no. me. I just think you're trying to be clever. Yeah. Stop it. Or maybe every shelf, every wall in the house is just lined with those books and they have no choice i'll be honest whenever i see skype interviews on on news programs i know it's done because you can get access to people in remote parts of the country who can't get into the studio whatever it does always just look to me like a hostage video <laughs> it does it, it, there's a, <laughs> it's just wrong it just look it's uncomfortable to watch it is i'd rather you just spoke to them on the phone and just put a still photo of them on the screen and the just, flat and the angle is so unflattering isn't it yes it's an unflattering it's angle right up the faces it's sort of it it's like technology's gone for, gone forward, but in the same in the funny way, TV has gone backwards. Yeah. As yeah. a result. Yeah. We're now kind of it's now it's now been normalised, hasn't it? This lower quality yeah, sort of. We're accepting something. The only other thing in, in modern life that I can think of that we've come to accept something getting progressively worse is is uh, the postal service. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I thought you were going to say MP3s there, or well, sound. No, no, well, there is that, but no, I was, just thinking, I was thinking post. You know, these days, I remember you, not that long ago, you used to get two post, postal deliveries a day. Yeah. And one first thing. You know, and I'm, I'm not really having an argument about the sort of economics of it all, because I, I understand that argument. But it is quite funny that everything else, especially when it comes to communication, we're so used to everything getting faster and more efficient and slicker. And it's like the post office or the Royal Mail, they've gone... Oh, do you know, we can't get up with that. We'll They've just, just, we'll just bring you some posts when we've got some. Yeah. And it might be, you know, ours, ours turns up any time from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's exactly. completely random. It is. And it's ours just, does. Uh, you just think, well, no, no other sort of communications industry has sort of waved the white True, flag. True, but, but what is it that we get now? Because we get parcels delivered, the yeah. sort of couriers, aren't they, yeah, separate? Yeah. So anything yeah. from Amazon, that will come yeah. separately yeah. to Royal Mail. Yeah. So what do we actually get through the post that we really need by nine o'clock on a Tuesday morning, okay. like, like we used to? Well, I... Te- I te- uh, There's I nothing, get- is there? Well, I get stuff because I get sent DVDs. I get loads, stacks of DVDs okay. as part of, part of my job. Um, sort of things, you know, things like... Bank statements. Yeah, they're all online, man. Goodness. Well, they are, but not entarly in the particular thing right. I use for, yeah. re- for te- tedious reasons. I get a few yeah. magazines. Cayman Islands, postmark on that one. I get actual magazines in paper. 
yeah. as opposed to online. Yeah, so, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, that's so true. It's stuff like that. It's really annoying when your subscription arrives later than it appears on the shelves. That's annoying. That's yes, not it is. quite yes, right, it is it? Is. Um, that's a whole other thing. Thirteen. I got thirteen in today's post. Thirteen letters from the same bank. Count them. What? Yeah. Oh, duplicated. No, they weren't duplicated. I needed to reorder some bank statements. Yeah. Um, dating back several months. Right. But they actually sent them in 13 different envelopes, one for each month, rather oh, than just gosh. saying, oh, he's, he's ordered um, dating back, you know, and just whack him, we'll him out and whack him in an envelope. They posted it 13 times. That's automation gone mad. It's absolutely... <laughs> A phrase few people have said. It's absolutely bonkers, isn't it? And yet they charge you £20 for an overdraft-free letter. I know. There you go. There you go. Not quite right, that. It's crazy. What's your Hold final on. one? Um, it's the fact that somebody mm. at the BBC... Hmm? got paid money for coming up with the newly announced cooking competition. Ah, what's that? Britain's Best Cook. It was announced this week. It's a competition <sighs> where amateurs cook and uh, Mary Berry and one other judge will pick the best each week and uh, they'll go on and the winner of the ultimate competition at the end will be Britain's Best Cook and Claudia Winkleman <laughs> is presenting it. This, this should have just been called What Should We Do With Mary Berry? Yes. Now... <laughs> Claudia Winkleman presenting it. I actually wrote a column. I was looking back on on the archives, as I believe they're called, 10 months ago, saying that Bake Off, the best presenter to take over on Channel 4, would be Claudia Winkleman. Not a a particularly radical idea, and a lot of people suggested it. So I thought, well... So there, I've had that idea. Nobody paid me for that idea. Yeah, yeah. Mary Berry judging a a cooking competition. And I just think the whole thing is it's so lame and so obvious and so much like trying to do Bake Off as much as you're legally permitted to do now (laughs) that Channel 4 bought the rights to the original Bake Off. And I just think, has somebody somebody gone into work and spent, I don't know, uh, days, whatever, coming up with that concept? And so in their wage packet, a proportion of their wage packet is reflected the fact that they've come up with it because it's like saying oh do you know i've got this idea that what we should have probably several times a day is somebody standing in front of a big map telling us what the weather's going to be like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah darling that's wonderful i know marvelous <laughs> give yourself a pat on the back and the, and the pay rise it's the, yeah what's it called britain's best cook i mean even the title the working title we're told oh, right. the fact that the initials are bbc it might be a little dig it might even be an april fool but it's a bit late gosh that does sound woeful <laughs> and <laughs> it does smack of a little bit like, uh, was it Mel Gidroy or, or Graham Norton? What, what's the music show that Graham Norton did with Mel Gidroy recently on Let BBC? Let It Shine. Let It Shine, that's it, yeah. And mm. Now, there's no good reason why they should be on that together. No. But is there a thing, you might know this, is there a thing whereby the stars are contracted to a number of shows and they have to kind of, to fulfil or see out the end of the contract? It's like <laughs> it's like a band that's like, oh, yes, we need to knock out another album. Yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if it's the same with Mary Berry. It's like... This is her kind of final. This is her be here now. No, I don't in think Oasis it is terms. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it is because it was very much a question of you know I think Channel Four would love her to have gone across. Um, they wanted the whole package, as far as I can establish. Yeah. And it was a sort of bit of an oversight when they actually bought the rights to it that they didn't stop to think. Well, we we're not necessarily going to get the presenters that everyone loves and the judges that everyone loves. And that, in fact, they've only got Paul Hollywood in the end of all the mm. original cast, as it were. Yeah. But no, the BBC, I think the BBC love Mary Berry. I don't think they're just trying to sort of, you know, See park her, her off in a corner. Yeah. I think they're genuinely, you know, it's it's a vehicle for... I, I don't have any issues with cooking programs because I like, bizarrely, even though I'm meant to be a TV critic with a comprehensive view of everything that's going on, I just watch, I do watch an awful disproportionate number of cooking programs. Yeah. Yes, because I find them quite therapeutic. Right. It's just, it's just, it's, to me, it's like some people would have a, a you know, a, a goldfish tank 
in their room and they just stare at the fish. <laughs> I just stare at sort of people cooking stuff and I don't have to think very much. It's your whale song. It just kind of is, yeah. And I think, you know, I watch things uh, during the day and if yeah. I want, want to watch things, you know, I, I don't tend to watch programs at the time they go out because I have to write about them in advance. But, um, yeah, so a lot of the time I will just veg in front of even old vers- old episodes of, you know, Celebrity MasterChef on, mm. on, a, on a cable channel. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend will do that. I'll, yeah. I'll happily do that. <laughs> I just Not because I think it's the greatest thing on. It's just that, that just I'm just in the mood to do something. That's about the right level. You know, sometimes, you know, like a piece of music you put on, you just think, you know, that's, that's right at this very moment. That does me fine, you know, and that's with the cooking show. But even now I'm thinking, oh, they, somebody must think, do you know what? Go away and come up with think with an original idea. Mm. Uh, earn your money. Yeah. I could have complained about Neymar earning a million quid a week, but that seems to be more justified than getting paid to come up with an alternative <laughs> for Mary Berry. That, you know, at least he's got a unique selling point. That is episode 15 of the Woolly Mammoth Revival. Send in your not quite right. So if you've got any, if you spot some, if you think of some, you can get them into us on Twitter at Mammoth of Wool. That's our handle, isn't it, Mike? It is. It is our handle. It's almost. It almost describes an excess of wool, doesn't it? Yes, a mammoth <laughs> of wool. A mammoth, which is why nobody else had that handle, and we were able to <laughs> no. because it's ridiculous. Yeah, our Twitter handle is not quite right. I think yeah. it's the first. <laughs> Sending your not quite right to at mammoth of wool, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud.